1: What's happening, everybody? Welcome in to a new episode of ACC Tailgate right here on Chris Landry Football. I am your host, uh, Will Dalton, aka Wilburn Gold. Welcoming you—slurring my words all right. welcoming you in on a Tuesday uh, as we get this thing going. Hope you're all doing well. Uh, it's been a sip of this water. Parched. Ooh, that's good. So I like la- mmm. So every morning, this is my routine, as far as my beverages. I go have my uh, coffee, or I make my coffee. I make uh, some water uh, with a little a tablespoon of vinegar in it. It's good. It helps uh, burn fat. You know, It's got different health benefits, so I've been getting in a habit of doing that. But I also, along with my coffee every morning, I have a cup, this cup uh of you know water but i put i squeeze a lot of lemon juice in it and then i put the lemon uh slice in there because it's alkaline and then more health benefits and quite frankly you know not only is it their health benefits to putting lemon in your water it's an appetite suppressant so is coffee i love how this is becoming a health we we talk about a lot of stuff on ACC tailgate uh, but it's pretty tasty so On that note, I cheers you on this Tuesday, almost afternoon, late morning. Um, So, it is NCAA tournament time. Well, it's past NCAA tournament time because it's been about a week since I've seen you guys because we didn't do a show on Thursday. Uh, I had a few other things I had to tend to, couldn't make it to a show uh, as I get my banners and everything ready to go here. Um, where are they at? Let's see here. Here we go. Um, so what a weird start to the NCAA tournament. Um, it's definitely, it's been a COVID tournament through and through. I mean, in a year where it's been, an, I mean, listen, we have done the best talking about you know putting sports together and uh, you know the different leagues and everything we have done i think an incredible job you know there might be those out there that are kind of skeptical to how things have been done i don't know why there would be but i guess like oh there's no fans oh it's not like of course there's it's not like usual we're not going to get probably get back to that till next year but we have really made do very well i think from you know, the time where COVID hit and we lost all our sports and, you know, we weren't sure, you know, if we were going to get sports, you know, by a certain, you know, we didn't know if we were going to get the NFL. We didn't know if we we're going to get the NBA. We didn't know if we were going to get college sports in the fall or maybe even the spring. Uh, but I would say in a year, I, I would say all of the leagues have navigated and did navigate this whole situation so incredibly well like I would argue that some of our commissioners in our sports leagues are op, have operated and are operating better than some of our governors have done like I just think it's been such an incredible job as uh, so we welcome in some new viewers hope everybody's doing well uh Spartan Barton gotta get you in on the comments here glad you're in here I'm just glad he says I'm just glad there's a March Madness this season I agree um let's see here. He says, full capacity, SEC 2020. Has that already been announced, or is that you just saying you hope that's what we get? Because I'm right there with you. I hope we get it, too. But I'm right there with you. I'm glad that we got a March Madness. And I've been really – it's been – now, kind of getting back to my point a little bit, it has been a COVID March Madness NCAA tournament by far. Because it's kind of sticking with the theme of basically everything that's happened, you know, this year as far as, you know, getting sports together and no fans and then just a small capacity of fans and, you know, it it being some cancellations and then, you know, you've got Duke having its first losing season in, I don't know, maybe two decades missing the tournament. Kentucky's not in the tournament. I don't think Michigan State was Michigan. I think Michigan State barely made it into the tournament. But the point still stands. Not having Duke or Kentucky in the NCAA tournament is weird. Um, so it, it kind of was sticking with the theme of everything that's kind of going on this year. And then right on brand, you know, this tournament has been, my bracket's a disaster. I'll just go there. My bracket is an absolute disaster. Like Actually, it's not a disaster, but it's like, there's been a lot of upsets uh, in this tournament so far. You know, I would say my bracket is maybe half and half, but it feels. I think my bracket feels. I wish I could pull it up and show it to you. I don't have it like on paper. Like it was on. I've got it on my phone. I am winning my tournament challenge league though, so I'm happy about that because I did do my homework on such things. Probably more than most people would. Uh, you know, I don't. One thing I used to do as a kid when you know, our, uh you know, growing up in North Carolina. And if you're from this area or it's similar and you're on the uh, southeast, I, I feel like in ACC land, it was a little different. Uh, growing up, going to school, elementary school, like I remember ACC tournament time, like the teacher would literally wheel a TV into the classroom. And we would watch the the ACC tournament on TV during maybe recess or during class like we would take the last period of the day and literally watch the ACC tournament that is what we would do come ACC tournament time and then obviously if we had teams you know and being in North Carolina we usually did have teams in the NCAA tournament we would do the same for that you know brackets were a whole big thing like so um yeah it's it's um it's been a weird one, to say the least. I know – of course, I even going with that. I don't know. Um, the point is the, my bracket is about half and half. Like, we haven't – oh, I know what I was talking about. Usually, back in the day – let's see here. Yes, only Michigan and Gonzaga, as far as the 1Cs, have been able to hold it down. Um we're kind of, Me and Spartan Barton are kind of going back and forth between teams holding it down in the tournament and then the capacity thing. Well, actually, I'll get to his comment on that here in a minute. But, uh, you know, kind of growing up, whenever I would do the bracket challenge, you know, I would, as most of us do, I would tend to go with the higher seeds and uh, things like that. As, a, as opposed to, you know, kind of doing a little more homework on it. Because if there's one thing I've learned is I've gotten more into making sports content and kind of peeling the onion back and looking at things at a different angle that most people never even really attempt or take the time to look at. You know, there's more to a team than what meets the eye. There's more to a team than just your ranking. There's more to a team than just your record. You know, it's how did you lose? Who did you lose to? How did you lose to them? It's not just that you lost or won. It's like, yeah, but what's the story behind the game, though? What what actually took place that brought you to that result and why? That's important. And so, I'll be honest with you. As I was filling out my bracket, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, the higher-ranked teams, you know, move forward. Now, obviously, again, we've had a lot of upsets, so that didn't always work out. But it's like – um. From for pretty much every team, or at least the ones I wasn't as familiar with, obviously ACC teams I knew, which the ACC bad as we welcome a welcome to new viewer. The ACC uh, had a rough outing, to say the least, here in the in the NCAA tournament. Um, so far, Syracuse, uh, much to the point of Spartan, Barton, Michigan, and Gonzaga holding it down. And as far as the one sees are concerned, uh, Syracuse and FSU and I'm happy about FSU because I called it earlier in the year, much like I called Georgia Tech heating up, and then they went on to win the ACC tournament. Humble brag. Uh, FSU, remember, preseason ranking, I told you guys, 23, they were ranked too low, Uh, and so they're holding it down. Syracuse is holding it down for the ACC. That is it. Uh, We'll get into that here in just a minute. A little bit shorter, more compact show today, Uh, about a 30-minute show, Uh, but I had some things I did want to get in here. But no, like, usually when I fill my bracket out, like, this year, like, literally, I would look at specifically the last two weeks of each team's season and kind of see, like, all right, what were they doing against ranked teams? What were they doing against teams that they should have beat the crap out of? Like, what were they – you know, what type of – you know, how much were they winning by? You know, were they barely scraping by? Or, you know, all those little details matter when it comes to these brackets. And so, fortunately – in a year where everybody's bracket is an absolute disaster. I'm fortunate that mine, I called a couple, like I called the Oregon State, uh, like a few upsets. So I'm, I'm proud of that. So um, real quick. Oh, we got, we got, um, so this is not actually Spartan Barton. We've got a new comment. I've never uh, commented with this guy before. So this is exciting. Tony Paradise 3, uh, the score uh, reports Alabama Crimson Tide are looking to have full fan capacity in 2021. No official announcement from the NCAA that I can see. Uh, yeah, I have heard that. And they kind of I have heard a lot of the SEC schools are looking to get full or mostly and full capacity going back. I had actually now that you rejiggered my memory, I had heard that Alabama was pushing for that. Um, so, yeah, let's hope so. Uh, I, I do think. You know, I'm hearing a lot of things through the, And by the way, Tony, I uh, appreciate you commenting. You're, this is the first time we've engaged. I love comments. Like, you guys know this about me. Like, I love engaging with you guys live in the comments. It helps me get to know you guys better. Uh, helps hopefully bring you guys some value to engage, engage with you live on air. Uh, and it's just, it's fun for me. It helps build the community. So definitely, Tony Paradise, glad that you got in here on the action today. But I will say to that point... Um, I have heard, you know, a lot of things about, you know, June, July, you know, it will be more, you know, okay, okay for us to like meet up and get together, you know, at at outings and gatherings and things like that. And I've heard, you know, a lot of people say September ish, you know, the fourth quarter of the year ish is when we're really going to start to see things kind of get back to like normal, normal. Um, let's see here. Um. Yeah, so like in congruency with that, I would say next year, you know you know, I guess starting off with um, college football, then going into NFL football, the back half of the you know MLB playoffs, going into next year's NBA season and all of that, I would like to think that we're gonna have most capacity most of the capacity, if hopefully not all of it, uh, so, yeah, I, I would like to think that, and kind of to the point I started off the show with, in a year where we absolutely crushed it as far as navigating this whole situation and making sure sports got done, uh, and we're still in the process of doing that, and it's gradually gotten better between virtual fans, between uh, you know a, a certain capacity of fans making sure that was done correctly and safely, making sure the players were good to go. Um, you know, obviously there's been some hiccups, you know, some positive tests, some, you know, little little breakouts here and there. But for the most part, like, obviously that's going to be higher publicity on that just because it's like something to talk about. But for the most part, like, we really did a good job, I think, with all, all of our sports did a good job, I really think. Uh, so I'm excited to see where it goes. So 100%, Tony, with you on that. Um, yep. Yeah. It, it, it's good to have you, man, Tony. Good to have you. Uh, anytime. Uh, I love shouting out, you know, the audience. I and I just I love it. It helps me. Le- Lost my pen. It helps me bring you guys value, and that's what I want to do so bad on this show. Is is just that's how because that's how you actually build an audience. That's how you actually build a community is by giving a crap about them. Not just saying hey, listen to this. Go watch this. Go buy this. You know, you got to give. And build a relationship with your audience if that's something you aspire to do. So, um, let's see. What the hell's going on over at Carolina? Real quick, um, this is, after all, an ACC show. You never know it sometimes because we get talking about lemon water and Super Bowl. What we eat at this, that was a good show. Uh, talking about the wings and stuff we eat for the Super Bowl, that was a fun show. Uh, but, this is an ACC show, after all, ACC tailgate. Um, what the hell's going on over at Carolina? This is what I need you to do. And I'm talking to me, too, because in case you didn't notice. Uh, Carolina fan here. Uh, and so Carolina was one of the teams. So there's there was uh, six ACC teams that got into the NCAA tournament. Obviously, Georgia Tech winning the AC title. Uh, Virginia Tech was in. Carolina was in. uh, UVA was in. FSU was in. Syracuse was in. And of those teams, four had first-round exits. UVA, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, who, oh, that one hurt because I was so bullish. And I I stand by everything that I've put to the table on Georgia Tech because, I mean, they went on to – win the ACC title so like it, it was it was there but they just they had a little hiccup in the tournament or NCAA tournament and then you know Carolina lost their first round game to Wisconsin um and you know to me it was just the epitome of Carolina's season it was make sure I, got that here. I gotta be able to see my time um To me, it was just the epitome of Carolina's season that first-round exit because Carolina got hot going into the ACC tournament, and we've talked about it a few times on this show. Um, See, Uh, we've talked about it a few times on the show. Carolina, they had a nice little triangle all year long. It was. Okay, they're looking pretty good. They they're doing what we thought. Oh god. Okay, it's, it's all right. they're picking it up. Oh, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. That all year long. That. And so going in, you know, I we talked about it here you know, on the show. I didn't know what to expect going into the Duke game because they dropped it against Syracuse. Uh going into the Duke game, Carolina did. They lost. Um And so I had a I you know, predicted that Duke would beat Carolina in Chapel Hill. I was proved wrong on that. Thankfully, Carolina did win very easily by about 20 points. Um, So they ended the season on a high note. They went into the ACC tournament hot, beat the, beat the crap out of Notre Dame, a team that they should have beaten the crap out of. Um, Beat Virginia Tech ranked 22 at the time, a ranked team. So that's a good win. Uh, And then, Lost in the ACC semifinal to Florida State. A close one. They played very well, but lost a close game by two points in the end. So I'm thinking, all right, ended the season on a good note. Really well in the ACC tournament. Lost a close one in the semifinal game to a very legit opponent in FSU. I'm thinking they're going to go to the NCAA team. They might make a run here. I mean... I thought, but as that triangle, you know, the, uh oh, uh, okay. Oh, Christ. Oh, uh, 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 uh. it was, we were up here and then it was time for the fall. And of course the fall just had to come in the NCAA tournament against Wisconsin. Uh, Carolina was eight, Wisconsin was nine. So it was a very evenly matched game, but didn't go so well for the heels. So now, that being said, now you've got chatter about all right is Garrison Brooks maybe going to maybe who had who was a senior this year, but because of the covid and everything, he did get granted an extra year of eligibility like most players did. Um there is chatter about all right is he going to hit the transfer portal? And then we saw yesterday the big one that Walker Kessler, uh, one of their freshmen this season, uh, did announce that he was going to transfer out of Carolina. And this is what I need you all to do. And by the way, part of the reason I hope my voice carries a bit of weight on this is because I'm a diehard Carolina fan. I rest by the fact that I think the uh, 08, 09, whose poster I have right over my camera there, the 8 09 Carolina Tar Heels were and are still the best college basketball team to do it. They beat literally every team in the NCAA tournament by 20. And the, all the way up to the final when they beat Michigan State by 20-some. Set a record they by winning every game by double digits. That was a tournament record. So, I'm a heel fan through and through. But I will say this, this is what I need both fans and the media to do, because the media does this too, for different reasons, maybe, you know, fans tend to panic and overreact because, I mean, obviously they're fans, you know, they're, they're concerned, they don't, you know, they don't always know the little details or think about the little details that could be at play, you know, they don't always think about that because they're just worried for their team, rightfully so. The media does it sometimes for that because they don't know any better either or because, you know, they need something to talk about or they just, that. Put your panic buttons away for Carolina right now. Put them away. Like, because transfers are going to happen. Obviously, Walker Kessler was not happy and a couple players were not completely happy with things that were going on with Carolina this year. But you have to remember, like, it was a COVID year. Like, ain't nobody. Duke didn't even make the tournament. Like, Duke is going through this, too. So, to all the people that are saying, oh, Roy should hang it up. People are saying that about Coach K, too. The GOAT. That's right. I'm a Carolina fan, and I just called Coach K the GOAT because he is. Uh, So, relax. Put the panic buttons away. It will be okay. Carolina is not going to plummet because Walker Kessler decided to transfer. I'm here to tell you their success was not riding on Walker Kessler. For the future. It just wasn't. Um, and players transferring out, by the way, and this is going back to talking about details that maybe certain fans don't think about just because they don't think to think about them. And then the media tends to not think about them because maybe they're just, they for whatever the reason, they don't think talk about or think about this stuff. They just automatically freak out and stuff like this happens. Players transferring out also means players are going to transfer in and there are players that carolina is interested in that they would like to potentially go after and players going out makes room for more players to come in it makes room for new players to be recruited to come in you've got more space on your roster so it's not just a lose lose situation this is a give and take situation and that's why i need carolina fans and media members and anybody else who's interested in it to recognize that Walker Kessler and maybe Garrison Brooks deciding to transfer out is not going to plummet the future of the Tar Heels. It is not going to send Roy Williams into retirement because he ain't going anywhere just yet. Now, if, and this is again, you know, this is where I'm able to take my Carolina goggles off and put my objective goggles on, Listen, if Carolina continues, because last year was one of Roy's first losing seasons at Carolina. In fact, it was his first losing season at Carolina. It was only the second time they didn't make the tournament or wouldn't have, we didn't have the tournament, but well, they wouldn't have made it. Uh, and then this year was kind of this, but it was COVID year, so I get it. They had to, and Roy has said this, they have the foundation if everybody stays, you know, love and others. They have the foundation for a really, you know, Baycott. They have the foundation in place, you know, if they continue to add and build on it and get better, they, the foundation is there. I mean, because Carolina was a very good team at times this year. The problem was it wasn't consistent. Um, so. Relax. If Carolina continues to have issues, you know, in the next couple of seasons, then we might want to talk about, all right, you know, maybe Roy, something's not working anymore, but. Much like I thought Cam Newton, the talk about, all right, this is it for Cam, when he had no weapons to work with, and he got COVID, and all that was going on, I thought the talk about, this is it for Cam, was a year early, now that he's got weapons over there in New England, now we're going to find out something. Now we can have that conversation about, all right, if he doesn't do anything with this, then we might need to have that conversation about maybe he's done as a starter, and or done in the NFL. So it goes, that. It, it has to be that. So... Relax. Be all right. So uh, I have about three minutes left as we welcome in a new viewer. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Spartan Barton says "Do uh, that he was surprised to see Georgia Tech go out in the first round. I was too. Um, now, granted, I did not get to watch all of that game. I actually need to go back. I, I, like, I told you guys I like to do this. I like to go on YouTube and watch the condensed games because I technically don't have cable. So, unless it's on, like, CBS, like, the games in the tournament are, like, I have to go on YouTube and, like, watch a condensed game somewhere. No excuses. Got to get it done. Um, but, yeah, I was stunned. And, I mean, they were in it for majority of the game, then they just kind of fell out a little bit at the end. I forget who they even played. Um, but, yeah, like, I was very – that one hurt. That one hurt. You I mean, because – Georgia Tech and Florida State, you know, outside of Carolina, who I'm just a fan of, Georgia Tech and Florida State were, they, they were the two teams that I became bullish on at different points in the season and for different reasons. You know, Florida State I became bullish on in the preseason poll leading into the beginning of the season. I thought 23 was too low for them to be ranked. And I said that they would make you eat those words. They did. Uh, still alive in the Sweet 16. Worked their way up the rankings all year. A lot of upsets all year, lost in the ACC title game to the other team I became bullish on about a month, month and a half ago in the back half of the season, Georgia Tech. It was clear they were getting hot, they were clicking, and I attached myself to them as well. So, uh, at least one of the teams I was bullish on is still alive, FSU. But yeah, I was surprised to see Georgia Tech lose that early. Uh, I thought they might make a deep run, maybe Sweet 16, Elite 8, getting a little generous there. But I I was surprised to see that. Um, Let's see here. Um, Let me wrap up with this. Since I literally have about a minute or two left. Washington? The Washington football team. We'll, We'll finish with a little NFL for a couple minutes here. Washington is starting to look like a football team. Pun not intended, I promise. But Washington is starting to look like a legit football team. The defense was there. The head coach situation was there. I love Ron Rivera. Obviously, me being a Panther fan. But but seriously, like if, even if I was a Panther fan and my coach sucked, I'd be like, I don't like him. I love Ron Rivera. He's such a good dude. He is so beloved around the NFL. Um, it was like a funeral going down in Charlotte when he got let go by the Panthers last year. Um, so they got the coach right. He's turning the culture around there. They needed it bad. The defense is there. Chase Young is going to be Luke Keekley 2.0, I believe. Um, they had some legit weapons. I don't know what their O-line looks like. That I meant to look that up at the beginning of, or before the show. I didn't get to it. I don't know what their O-line looks like. It's not bad, I guess. Um, They had a good receiver in Terry McLaurin. I don't know who their running back is. But they had some weapons on offense. They needed the quarterback. The quarterback was not in the building. Obviously, Haskins was gone already. Heineke, even though they picked him back up, he's the backup. Legit backup, but he's the backup. The, the starting quarterback was not in the building for the Washington football team. They picked up Fitzmagic. They got Fitzpatrick. And I'm so excited and happy for him that he finally got a legit starting role. Not something where he's either gonna be kind of back and forth battling for a starting role or, you know, a draft pick, aka two was coming in and we already know he's gonna take over at some point. He got a legit starting role where he is the guy. And that's what I wanted so bad for Fitzmagic. So uh, I'm really excited for him. I think him and Ron Rivera are going to click very well. I think their personalities click are going to mesh very well. Um, and then they picked up, unfortunately for me, Panther fan, they picked up Curtis Samuel. So, oh, and I'm glad God, Tony, Tony Paradise is on the money today. I'm glad he asked this and squeaked the sense. We're on the NFC East. But, yeah, Curtis Samuel, McLaurin. They went to Ohio State together. They're getting back together. They've already they've always talked about wanting to play together. That relationship is going to be great. The Washington football team might be the best team team in the NFC East. They're going to be dangerous. And then on the other side of the NFC East, the New York Giants got sneaky this week when they picked up Kenny Galladay. To this point here, how does the Giants getting Kenny Galladay affect the Giants in the NFC East? I don't know. Actually, I think I've heard that I think the Giants have a pretty solid defense, I believe. But we have yet to see what Daniel Jones is going to be. But the Giants are going to be sneaky this year. Because, obviously, we'll see what Daniel Jones is going to be. they got Saquon Barkley coming back, one of the best backs in the league. Kenny Galladay is going to be a legit threat coming in from Detroit. Uh, I'm very bullish on um, – uh, what's that tight end they had? <sighs> Ingram. He's won many a games for me in fantasy football by just dominating with points. And then they picked up Kyle Rudolph, who I think needed a change of scenery. He's coming in from Minnesota. He's a big fantasy threat as well. I've had him too. Mm-hmm. They're sneaky. They're going to be sneaky this year. I guarantee you that. I don't remember how good their defense is. But as far as their offensive weapons – they got him. They got him. Okay, so uh, Giants' defense is okay. Blake Martinez and somebody. Pitches. Okay, it's okay. So it's about what I thought. It's so- okay, solid. I've heard it's okay. Uh, but offensively, they got the weapons. Make no mistake about that. They got the back. They got the wide outs. They got the tight end threat. We'll see what Daniel Jones is going to do with it. So that is going to do it for ACC Tailgate. Glad to have you all in. Tony Paradise, glad you got in. Spartan Barton, good to have you back always. Um, that's gonna do it. Uh, Chuck Oliver show is coming up next. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We're gonna be back at it Thursday, eleven a.m. Eastern time. Um, you know, eleven to eleven thirty. That window is when we usually come on the air. Um, but we're gonna be here always. So uh, check us out then. Podcast listeners, appreciate you. Uh, appreciate our sponsor, American Betting Experts, and appreciate again appreciate all of you that tuned in live, got in on the comments. I love building this community. It's a lot of fun. This is a fun show. Uh, Going into it, my my mind was kind of like, I don't know what I want to talk about. Like, I wasn't, didn't have like a strong stake in the ground on something particular today, but this actually became a really great show. Uh, Tony Paradise, thanks. Appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Absolutely hope you'll be back. Uh, Until Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, that's it for ACC Tailgate. Chris Landry, football, you're tuning in. Uh, Chuck Oliver's show is coming up next. See you next time.